Well, we have hit the last of the albums, current albums at least. Welcome to Paul Dykehol. Um, this is Mark, one of your co-hosts, co-creators um, of this podcast we like to call the almanac of all things Nine Inch Nails and Trent Reznor and anything else that orbits that universe. We've actually, we've actually said that we've at, at brunch, we've sat back and we said, you know, guys, we're actually the, the almanac of all things, Trent Reznor. And it's uh, true. We pat all, we pat each other on the back all at once. And our wives, uh, debate leaving us once again. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the constant push and pull. And it, the person that you just heard talking, uh, that man, the myth, the legend. Steve, you want to say hello to the people? The man with the legend of the wallet that he hasn't found in almost a week. Ah, oh. uh, yes. That is the never-ending story of Steve losing something. Trouble in mind, I'm blue, but I won't be blue always. But yeah, this, is, this is compounded by, you know, in the last episode we were talking about how we moved. And, uh, yeah, I, I lost my, my Bluetooth headphones on the move. The, the wallet hung around for a few days after the move, but... After a couple of days coming home from work, I I know I said it somewhere that I that I uh, I don't know exists. You know, when you're home, you have places where you set things because you're used to them being there. Oh, that's the the little cupboard where I keep the wallet or the, the yeah. nightstand. I don't know where yeah. those cupboards are. I don't know where that nightstand is. So I set the goddamn thing somewhere, and it's been days now. So uh, been a very annoying weekend. Check the couch. And on top of that. On top of that, you know, no, no, I'm just going to, yeah, I checked both couches twice. Check the car. Um, at the same time, my goddamn uh, brakes are going out. So I, I'm afraid to even drive my car. So I can't go to get them looked at because I fear that, uh, you know, I don't fear getting pulled over. But if, if they tell me, yeah, you got to pay me money to fix them, I'll be like, God, what am I going to pay you with? Right. And on my wallet. And then on top of that, I'm going to keep going. On top of that, this is this is getting somewhere. I have a plan. On top of that, I uh, we had to get $400 worth of uh, uh, semi-needed but kind of cosmetic surgery in my goddamn dog this week. I don't know if you guys yep. noticed he had that huge growth on his eye. Yeah, I did. So, uh, you know, all that stuff. Life is really good, but there's all that stuff going on. So I'm Steven Chambers. I'm one of the hosts. Trouble in mind, I'm blue. But uh, the other host, <laughs> the other host in this show, I'm, I'm taking the spotlight from Mark for a reason. The other host is, uh, sir, what's your name? Eric Anderson. Eric. Um, yes, uh, we've talked before on this show, <laughs> and uh, you're kind of a nuisance. But uh, yeah, I, I heard, I have all these things going on that are just tales of woe, but it reminds me that despite all you've done over the years and how many jobs you have, nine, nine jobs at once, <laughs> three, and at, you never, three at worst, three at worst, three at worst. You've had three at worst jobs for years now, and you've never complained, even as much as I just did about my uh, losing my wallet. Yeah. And I have to commend you for that. And I bring that up because uh, 
Well, there is no Nine Inch News this week. Nothing's happened in the last week, but there is Eric News. <laughs> That's right. Thank you. Did you have a development? Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, yeah. Interviewed for an administrator job. I've had a teacher, which I've mentioned from time to time on the show, and going to be moving up to, uh, to you know, the. Uh, I, I, I'm going to be buying into the Matrix, so to speak. I'm going to definitely become a construct of the Matrix, uh, moving into administration. So. It's a good thing. Oh, right? yeah, it's a great thing. It's a great thing. Very excited. Been working for a while. Yeah, I can go down to one job. I can get rid of those other ones. And uh, only one job. So I'm going to have to find a new uh, bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, but no, we're very, uh, yeah. I, I'm, both of us were very, I'm very happy. I appreciate it. I felt supported. I felt supported. I, your, your, your prayers were felt deep, deep in my Well, <laughs> I know besides, besides wanting more money, Heather's not going to support you. No. So that's no. fine. Yeah. You know. And yeah, and I, she, I, I, uh, I, and I did give up the right to complain about having three jobs when I, you know, decided to have a, 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 a baby in my twenties. So yeah, I... <laughs> it wasn't like you, you know, you, you had it uh, right out of high school and it's it was true. a bad idea, no, which true. was what my mother did. People do that. It's true. Look at me. I yeah. turned out just fine. There but, you go. That's uh, true. Exhibit yeah. A. That's true. Anyhow, good job, Eric. Thank you. I appreciate it. So uh, your support is, is, that's a genuine nice thing you've said to me, Stephen. I appreciate it. Appreciate that because you're about to. I'm going to give you some real fodder tonight to take me down a peg or two. So appreciate that. Oh, good. No, I'm glad I got that out of the way. <laughs> He's going. Eric is going to cash in all of that uh, goodwill that you just gave him. <laughs> So, uh, well, he's already, he's, yeah. he's, uh, he's usually in the negative. I mean, he's, I don't even know if he's above the uh, Mendoza line yet, <laughs> even with the, all this. So Mark, I'm sorry. So wh- where were you going with this whole thing? That, that's Eric. That's the other guy. Um, so I was just going through my little introductions of, uh, you fine feathered friends and, uh, you know, we're, we're at the end now. This is, uh, the last, uh, official release of nine inch nails and um after this episode we'll probably do a wrap-up episode well, we'll definitely um, do a wrap bring up everything episode. together yeah. uh listeners at home then, prepare your favorite songs prepare your top threes your top five lists because we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get some list action which nothing makes a three music nerds happier than some list action we're gonna have big old boners so then i i you guys made me scrap my ridley scott uh, show i'm gonna do that by myself <laughs> um so then after next after the next episode which will be the the we put the button on everything uh we do season two and uh i guess i'll share right now what that's gonna be is uh each of us are going to read an entire henry rollins book in each episode <laughs> <laughs> and the other guys are gonna give their opinions on each chapter it's going to be called Roll Like a Hole. <laughs> See, no, wait, wait, wait. No, wait. I, I thought... It's a workshop. I thought that. we were going to do um, uh, uh, Freddy Got Potted, where we watch Freddy Got Fingered, and um, we just... Every episode is one second from that film that we analyze for an hour. Um, and we're going to... I don't want to take away from anything that your son's probably going to end up actually doing in about four years. <laughs> I thought we were just going to be celebrating not just Freddie Got Fingered, but Tom Green's entire, um, oh, yeah. you know, contribution yeah. to art and culture. Well, I'd, I'd hate to cut into <laughs> Tom Green's podcast, which I'm sure he has one. Oh, I, I did oh, have sure to show does. Tallulah that music video. that he. Do, do you guys remember Tom Green's music video? Like, my bum is on the rail. My bum is on the rail. 
Yes. yes. She's obsessed with butts, yes. so I had to show her that one. And it, you know, it, I can't believe that was funny. My God. A lifelong <laughs> fan. She's now a lifelong <laughs> fan. I bet that like was, she was rolling in the aisles. Um, um, but yeah. are we actually going to announce tonight or are we going to do that on the next episode of what we're let's, actually Let's really make them listen to, to our wrap up. Let's make them listen to our wrap up. Yeah. We'll give it, we'll give it to them. Yeah. They're not going to sure. come. The the twelve people that still listen to this podcast need to come back for something. Oh, much more. Our true. listeners have been interacting online. It's 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 a beautiful, popular Eric, place. Eric, you don't need to <laughs> listen. Don't don't don't. Many people are saying our small. That's audience, right. Many people right? are saying. <laughs> many people are saying yeah. we're we we could run for president. Yep. Yeah. It's true. Let's, yeah, let's announce it. Let's announce it the next yeah. episode. But we can say. That it'll be it, the release schedule will be something in between what we've managed to pull off here, and something a little more lax. Right. Uh, we're not saying it'll be weekly, but it definitely won't. You'll never go a month without like two episodes. Yeah. I think. Now that we've that sounds that we've about all, right. Weekly or bi. Yeah, we've all thrown in yeah, the editing, it'll, it'll, the editing uh, pot. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a shared effort. We learned. Yes, we learned how to. Uh, Divide and conquer the editing duties. And you'll know you'll know when I edit an episode because the last ten minutes will be dedicated to bloopers. <laughs> Stuff from the cutting That's room right. floor. Crack me ups. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always enjoy crack me ups. Uh they used to do those in the Pixar movies, but they don't do those anymore. Right. Right. I remember. Yeah. That's a shame. That is a shame. Well, the master of the crack me up is dead. He died last year. There's some uh pop culture for you. Rest in peace, Burt yeah. Reynolds. Oh yes, yes. The the, uh, the 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 Cannonball Run crack me ups are all timers. I think it, I think it started with Smokey and the Bandit, and yeah, they did it. And in then uh, the, well. then the episode of the State where they just reenact just the bloopers of Cannonball Run. It, Michael Showalter is Dom DeLuise, and uh, I think Michael Ian Black is a uh, is a uh, Burt Reynolds, and it's it's amazing. So. I was watching, speaking of the state, I was watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine right before we recorded this with the state alumni, Joe Latruglia. Joe Latru- Joe there you great. go. I'm five episodes behind of the new season. but I- It's a good show, and he's a good guy. I've always liked his presence. He's got a pair of eyes on that face. <laughs> he does. Face. <laughs> he really does. Everybody in the state was funny except for Michael Ian Black. And I think he's been funny and stuff. He I think he's been right. funny and stuff. I don't have the hate for him. You do, Steven. I like Stella. Yeah, I like Stella a lot. He's very one note to me, and that note doesn't do much for me. I understand. Uh, Thomas Lennon, he's a comedic genius. I enjoy Thomas Lennon. I enjoy David Wayne. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ken Marino is a treasure. Um, I mean, do you guys like Party Down? I love Party Down. That that was a show. I didn't finish it, but uh, I saw like five episodes, and they were all funny. Yeah, that was a good show. It was like two uh, two seasons, maybe three. I, was, I, I don't think, know. Uh, I'm a big Adam yeah. Scott guy. I like. Uh, Adam Scott. It's funny. Adam Scott ha- like kind of reminds me of Mark as well. So I, I that, that was part well, of the buy-in. Let's just let's not even try to disguise this. Adam Scott's half the reason this podcast started. <laughs> it's true. Oh yeah, that's true. It's true. Bringing it back. But his stuff on like Parks and Recreation is probably one of the best modern sitcoms oh, yeah. ever. Oh yeah. No, the the balance. The, the the this is what everyone comes here for uh the balance of the jokes and the heart on parks and rec was uh yeah. perfect yeah and, uh, he he had a lot to do with that <clears throat> but anyways so i do think i do mark have you uh, sorry to do cut it. you off do it uh, have you watched brooklyn 99 
You know I haven't, and I know that would probably scratch an itch that I'm just it's, not it's, getting. I think it's, yeah, it's the, it's the air to Parks and Rec. One could just lead right into the other of the balance of the laughs and the heart and the yeah. great. I mean, it's definitely case. like a sitcom. Yeah. Like, it's got its sitcom beats, but it's very comforting that way, and it it, it does remain pretty funny, and, and the cast is amazing. So, Well, I think it's also one of the same co-creators of... Uh... It is. Mark, have you listened to any cave-in records? <laughs> no. I'm, I've been so freaking wrapped up and gearing up for the end of our show and i'm also knee deep in my afi side project and oh so uh, you're you're listening to all the afi albums um, a fire inside yeah that was that Does that include his terrible uh, side project, uh, talk show or fast car? What the hell was that called? Did you guys ever listen to that? I was not a Davey Havoc fan. I'm not a, I mean, I just, I don't, AFI never hit it for me. They just didn't. They had some moments in there. I don't like the early stuff and I don't like the later stuff, but some of the mid-year stuff, it's not great. Uh, No, he, but he started a band. Davey Havoc started a band with everybody in in No Doubt except for Gwen Stefani. Oh my! And, uh, <laughs> the the it's terrible. Okay, so then what movies did you watch this week? Give us something. Um, I watched Saving Private. I rewatched Saving Private Ryan. You know, we we saw again. We saw that in the theater together. I believe as kids. I think so. Um, I also Scott, re-watched- Scott probably Scott probably like shed. That was one of the few times Scott probably cried. That's probably true. I think we were with him. Yeah. Um, and then I rewatched yeah, no, Do the Right Thing. That's an okay um, time. I got, uh, oh, yeah. Um, that's good stuff. Friend uh, of the show, Spike Lee, won an Academy Award this week. That was his that's very right. first Academy Award, by the way. Besides an honorary one, that was the only one he's ever won. And I think that's why that's I wanted outrageous. to fire up Do the Right Thing. I mean, yeah. I'm not like, I, I, I think some of his movies are better than others. There's some actually that are just downright problematic, um, like She Hate Me. Um, that movie's a but, mess. Uh, yeah, and the fact that that movie's about like lesbians that are paying to like fuck a dude to get pregnant, like, and they're all like they're all like rich lesbians. Like, no, they probably would rather not fuck a dude. But anyways, that's that's what that movie's all about. That's that, that's got some serious problems. But yeah, do the right thing is amazing, and he should have gotten something for that. Oh yeah, and no, he's got some other ones. Bamboozled. No, bamboozled. The amazing good. thing about bam. Bamboozled was good, and when I first saw Bamboozled, that was my, oh, I was probably 22, and that I think that was my introduction to a lot of those darker aspects of uh, uh, history, as far as uh, the minstrel right. shows and everything. Yeah, and yeah. it's just amazing that in the last few years, uh, seems like a lot of. Let me just say, if you're a what is it, Virginia, the Virginia mayor or something or governor? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, it just goes to show that stuff isn't as far in the past the past as anybody thought it was. Even oh even yeah, then. yeah, so. yeah, it's wild. Now, but Spike Lee, he knows for the most part, he knows what he's doing. So yeah, he definitely do the right do the great. right things. Great, the Radio Rahim. Has, that's uh, yeah, he has my guy. He has high 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 water marks, and and it's ridiculous. This is the first time. I haven't seen his new movie yet. Can't wait. But. I've heard it's a mixed bag, uh, but it seems really good. I mean, I, I like who's involved in the film. Kylo Ren's in it. Um, and I like, you know, Spike Lee can be hit and miss 
Um, but I do mostly appreciate what he's brought. Yeah. Even his, even his, his bad movies are just big messes, but they're never like, they're always creative. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Um, but anyways, what else? What else? Uh, what else have I watched lately? Yeah. Um, God damn it. We paid for our uh, Criterion channel today. So oh, yeah? I can't wait till that starts up. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Good um, thing you got that, that new job. <laughs> yeah, I really That's can't right. remember. I think those are the only two that like I've really had time to watch this week, which is pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, I'm I've got like 45 left to go on the list. Yeah, you're getting there. Yeah. So proud of you. Remember, you got to let us know when you're doing uh, French Connection so we can. Uh, Oh shit! That's another one. I, I rewatched Jaws, and I rewatched, the, and then I right after that, I fired up the French Connection. Oh, so you already did watch it? Okay. I did watch it. Well, that's fine. That's you know. That's <laughs> I didn't like realize that. that Roy Scheider was going to be in French Connection. I just yeah, fired that yeah. one up, and uh, that's right. French Connection is a is a is a is so good. That movie is so freaking. Roy Scheider is uh, underappreciated in the history books, I think. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, Jaws may uh, be a perfect movie, by the way. Oh yeah, oh, uh, I, we all know my opinion on Jaws. You all know me, Chief. No, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I mean, um, Robert Mark, Ma is, uh, yeah, he's something else. Uh, so, Mark if you listeners are are in, enjoying our movie talk and would like to hear a spinoff podcast of movie just movie talk, let us know. Let us know on the Facebooks and the Twitters and the Reddits. We've already discussed this. Mark asked, uh, you know, the. Uh, are we quitting our day jobs? It's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I mean, right. once the media empire really gets off the ground, we'll start spinning off. This will be like the ringer network. Yeah. No, once that, once that Patreon really takes off, then, right. uh, I'm sure people are going to support, but Mark did yeah. the, uh, Mark made the connection this week of, uh, the, the trio and in, in jaws in uh, our trio. And I'll, I'll let the listeners guess who is who, but it's not that difficult. Right. right. <laughs> just think of who's the surliest, who's the most spastic, and who's the most uh, just, you know, straight ahead. There you go. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. so good. oh, man. All right. Well, let's, let's, right. Get well this, uh, let's get this boat back in the water. And, uh, and we're going to 2018, yeah? 2018, yeah. the summer. This is the, only, this is the only album that dropped while we were already in production on this podcast. Mm -hmm. So. It's true. Uh, we did mention it. We did uh, earlier episodes. You'll hear some hot takes, some uh, quick ideas, but we didn't. We purposely didn't spend too long discussing Bad Witch. So let's see. The year 2018, our lives were almost exactly the same. Just I lived in a different house, and Eric had uh, three jobs. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I still I, do have three yeah, jobs. Was... Just ready, just ready to turn in my notices on those. Mark yeah. Mark spent a lot of his time driving through the burnt down ashes of uh, scorched <laughs> cities. Exactly. And, um, Yep. That was it. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got really mad about Trump a lot all year. And um, we, uh, well, there was a great midterm election. I'm sure, and, I'm sure other stuff happened. Yeah. The midterms yeah. happened. Yeah. The blue wave. Uh, it's, it's been, it's been raining like a motherfucker in California where we are. It's almost, I feel like I'm back in Washington. I feel yeah. like I haven't seen the sun in, in three months. It's been, it's been a dark, dark winter. Yeah. It's a. Uh, if we could spread the rain out, rain out a little better, maybe half the state wouldn't burn down every once in a while. But, yep. Uh, right. Good call. Well, Southern California is getting it pretty pretty good too, which is good. Yeah. So, 
Um, they don't have to steal our all, all our water from us, sons of bitches. Oh boy, I know. Up here in the state of Jefferson, it's all about water rights. <laughs> don't you dare build those tunnels. Um, That's right. Let's see, 2018. So big things that happened in 2018 was like the Me Too movement. That's what 2018 oh, was yeah. all about. Me Too. Feels like only last year because it was. Can we go right. back to talking about movies? I mean, it is relevant for 2018. Um, yeah. Black Panther was probably the number one movie. It was the top grossing movie of 2018. Solid film. Yeah. Yeah. Good Great film. film. Um, Great film. I yeah. haven't seen Green Book, but all of the trailers make it look, and that's the, obviously the the winner of the best picture. And I got to say, I'm glad it wasn't Bohemian Rhapsody because everything that I've seen clips of, uh, it really looks like a VH1, like behind the music. Everything I hear about Bohemian Rhapsody is like, look, 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 look. We know a child rapist started making the movie and we know that, you know, the story really isn't true to life at all, which is fine with the biopic. And we know the movie isn't that good, but really, the last 15 minutes when they do the Live Aid uh, reenactment is great. That's how people justify that movie. Apparently, really. the reenactment of Live Aid is really cool. And I'm just like, well, go watch the, go watch the Live Aid on YouTube again. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. We'll probably watch it because we've got some big Queen fans in the house. But uh, I have yeah, same. The, lowest, the lowest of expectations for that movie. In fact, I probably like will laugh at it. Did you see that thing that was going around about how badly edited it is? And it won the Academy Award for the I best did. Editing? And it, I, like, did. I just, just that one shot, I'm like, what am I looking at? This that is gave me a headache. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like everybody was like talking. mugging and, adju- and adjusting their collars and mugging and adjusting their collars. Cut, 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 cut. Yeah, it, it was, it was yeah. like outrageous. Outrageous. Somebody needed to be slapped for that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, sorry, but that was obviously relevant oh, yeah. to the pop culture of 2018. I. It would have been cool to see like a superhero Marvel movie. Actually, like they won a lot of technical awards, but that would have been something if they won like the major award. Right. I do like Black Panther, but I didn't think it was anything different than what I had seen before in Marvel. Exactly. It was just done really, really well. Exactly. But it it, might take anything away from that movie. No, it's a great movie. Great soundtrack. Uh, Great soundtrack. Big pop culture moments. Probably the biggest one in 2018. One of the biggest ones was the Roseanne revival. And oh, and yeah. then what happened with that, which, you know, obviously they oh, revived the show and they're like, we're going to make a loving family movie about the, you know, about post Trump and people disagree, but they still got to love each other because they're family. And we're going to make, we're going to make America love Trump supporters again. And then she made a really racist tweet as very on brand for a Trump supporter. And, uh, they uh, dropped the show, so I don't know. Did, did you actually watch the show? Oh, I did not. No. I did not. Okay, I did, and I wouldn't say it's fair to say that the whole point was to try to make everybody embrace uh, anybody with any particular ideology. I think it was just trying to do the both sides shit, right? Which is, you know, a lot of people pull that, but it definitely wasn't like Last Man Standing or anything. I, I wouldn't sell it short. <laughs> okay. I think everybody else involved in it actually was uh, pretty good. And uh, especially a uh, friend of the show, Lori Metcalf, who we mentioned last week <laughs> on uh, Lady Bird. <laughs> right. No, it was, it, it was, they, they were trying to, they were trying to do the both sides thing. Sure. But the person that was uh, on the other side of the both sides thing was a, a harpy that uh, had terribly terrible views. And it, you know, it didn't take long for her to show who she really is, which is what a lot of these assholes have no problem doing. So. Right. 
Right. Yeah. And then it came back as the Connors, and I didn't watch it. So, yeah. What do you yeah. Do? As much as I love John Goodman, I just I can't do it. Oh, I loved Roseanne. Um, I thought it was so. Hilarious. Anything else in 2018 that you guys want to reminisce about? Uh, not. I mean, not. It was the uh, year of Thanos. Everybody I, became a fan of Thanos. I did lose my one of my uh, celebrity spirit animals, Anthony Bourdain. That that one got to me. That was a sad one. I lo- I love that guy. Yeah. 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 He seemed was, like a very a good very, person. It was a very sad. Yeah, Eric, one. It's very very. Very Eric to just gloss over the fact that Thanos killed half the universe, and you don't talk about that. Oh. You talk about one man dying. Oh, they're cut. Th- yeah, well, unlike Anthony Bourdain, half the universe is coming back in the next Marvel movie. So you yeah. don't know that you haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, they are. But yes, <laughs> no Anthony, franchises that was a, to make. That was a that was a bummer. He was a yeah. good. He was a good dude. Uh, yeah, I, I, Marvel, the uh, the uh, the Infinity War. There. I would say the the best part of that movie is the Thanos Gamora stuff, and um, I mean it's fine. It's 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 it, it was a, quite an achievement to pull all those movies together into one movie, but it's not. It would it would not make my top five Marvel movies. Mm, I think I nah, mm, I don't know. It's an achievement. It, 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 it it's never been done before. Like taking ten franchises and squeezing them into one. But ne- not not a good story does that necessarily make. But I love that Thanos Gamora stuff. That's that's the good I, shit. I still I still thought it was a good enough story. No, it was, and it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Like I enjoyed totally enjoyed myself. But it didn't have those uh, those those high notes that some of my favorite Marvel movies had. So you're saying the only thing that could have made it better was Anthony Bourdain being in it, and that was impossible. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> that's um, right. Yeah, I think his only film was The Big Short because he's in that for for two seconds. But yeah. He'd be a good Doctor Strange. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, but anyways, uh, um, top albums, things that were selling big when Bad Witch was dropping, were uh, Pusha T's Daytona and uh, Cardi B's Invasion of Privacy. Privacy. That that, that Pusha T album is the best thing Kanye West has done in years. He yeah. produced it. Pusha T's Pusha T's solid talent, for sure. You know, actually, he used. He actually got a friend of the show, Jack Dangerous from Meet Me Manifesto, to produce one of his songs on an earlier album. And it's a really good song called uh, Pushing the Numbers. The T? Yeah. Pushing the T. <laughs> but um, Pushing the T by Pushing the T. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a big one. Uh, Ariana Grande had a year. And uh, uh, Friends of the Show, Parquet Courts. Put another album out. I only say that because Steve and I were in a book club and where we had to review one of their albums, and it was a good album. That's right. That's right. Who uh, suggested that one? Uh, Trent, but not Trent Reznor. Yeah. Trent Reznor might be into them. I'm not. I'm not sure. Right. So, anyways, never heard of him. Uh, I know. I know. Other music came out. This is sure. A- uh, oh yeah! Don't forget about um, Behemoth and. Uh... <laughs> as, as if you want to talk about the best, you know the the most landmark releases of the year, sure. Right. Now, I did. I did enjoy personally last year. I uh, like the the cycles of the. I I don't know. I could probably tie it to some kind of uh, planet alignments. Every few years, I decide to do a bunch of mental methamphetamines and listen to metal a whole bunch more than I did a couple months ago. Comes and goes. 
but when it comes, it comes on strong. And uh, last year was a good year for the uh, the loud music. Yeah, agreed. So without giving anything away uh, with this uh, LP that we're going to be talking about tonight, would it crack your top five for albums of 2018? I think it did. Oh, easily. I think I made a, easily. For I think me. I made a. I think I made a list somewhere, and it did. Yeah, e- easily for me, it did. Yeah. You? I don't know if I exposed myself to a much new music in 2018 in order to make a top five. I'm, I'm that old manny about music these days. No, it's pretty embarrassing. We, we just said like, oh, let's you know, 2018, it just happened. Let's talk about it. We we don't have any idea what no, happened last year. No, I have no idea. No, uh, I mean my my like, top 2018 albums were. Go on. I saw Into the Spider Verse. Uh, there was no Game of Thrones, so I didn't watch any of that. True Detective season three, which just uh, ended and was great, by the way. That was this year. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What other things happened? I don't know. Like new music. I just said the the, mu- the, the new music I was listening to is a subgenre that uh, is not all over the airwaves. So I can't really speak to that. Um, yep. Yeah. My, my, I mean, when you're leaning, when you're leaning, when you're leaning on Eric Anderson for what's the best new hit music, that tells you got a problem. It's true. It is really true. Um, yep. I can, I can tell you who won all the sports things though. Yeah. Sports. Goddamn Warriors won the, uh, another another finals, and then Demarcus Cousins went to their team, which is just a betrayal. And uh, baseball was the stupid ass uh, Red Sox. Uh, the A's made it to the one game playoff. That was fun, but no further. And then the Red Sox won again, but it was against the Milwaukee Brewers, who I was really pulling for. Me too. Would have been fun. Yeah, yeah. that would have been fun. They seem like a fun team. Despite Ryan Braun being uh, dingus, but other than that. Yeah, speaking of which, Mark, you, you didn't get Bryce Harper. I'm sorry. I didn't get Bryce Harper, but uh, the Giants will be um, struggling to hit fourth place in that division. Even though uh, the San Diego dads signed a big, big name, I still don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Oh, I don't third, think they're going to make a third the place team. It'll be the Dodgers, Rockies, Padres, Diamondbacks, Giants. I do think I do like that teams you don't expect to make a big signing made them, like the Padres and the Phillies to an extent. But uh yeah, you know, I didn't want to see them, you know, like the Yankees or the Red Sox again, for God's sakes. No. But I'm yeah. Phillies have fun with them for three years. Those last ten years of his contract is gonna be it's gonna fun. be just like the, it's just gonna be like the post World Series Phillies of before. Yep. When they're just de- decrepit, aging, shambling uh, baseball team, much like the Giants. Oh yeah, <laughs> the Giants are the new Phillies. Yeah, they got more to show for it, but they are. Yep. And then, uh, let's see, the, the Philadelphia Eagles won the the Super Bowl. They did not. Last year they did. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's the world we could. I'm not going to rattle off all the stuff that happened on the uh, on the global level in the uh, geopolitical realm because it's all we ever hear about. And my God, I watched 
I watched a CPAC, the CPAC speech today, and it was insane. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It was bonkers, bonkers. I just let's just leave it at yeah. that. That's yeah. it was it was a wild ride, baby. But uh, three. Oh, sorry. Go on. Um, I was just gonna say I had a good conversation with a coworker, and I love this guy. He's a very good guy. He's got a good heart. However, his political viewpoints are very, very askew to the point where he almost is a couple steps away from joining the Flat Earth Society. Oh, I've, so, got, I've got a, I've got a couple of those. I, I get it. So, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know how many times the the phrase "do your research" came out of his mouth to me, and I just got to smile and laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's all you can do. Research. Yeah, I've got I, I've got a guy I used to work with is really into the lizard people, and I I still don't know if him and Matt Pike are resourcing the same books or if he's just kidding. I'm not sure. I hear it. The Illuminati. That's wild. Uncle Al from Ministry, I think, believes in the lizard people. Well, yeah, it's, he melted his brain. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what he literally sees now. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh. that scene from Jaren Loathing. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Oh, I might be able. Right. To, I, I might. I'm gonna really try to go to that that ministry show that that with the industrial accident documentary. We talked about it last week, but I'm really gonna try. That's it's, it's too good, and I've never seen ministry before. So and neither have I, and that window has closed for me. So <laughs> report back. I will. I will. Um, I'm happy to be a man on the street for that one. Bad, bad witch, bad, bad witch. witch. The final, the final Nine Inch Nails album that we know of came out in 2018. Recorded by Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor, and the lead singer of the Cult. Ah. yep. And uh, Alan, just Alan, what else? Though. Alan Mulder. Yeah, what else about what else? What else about that recording, Eric? Uh, Anything? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, I think our boy Alan Mulder is involved, of course. Um, we've got a. Uh, uh, this is the conclusion uh, to his trilogy. And as with every album, he, it's part one, and then he's got a quick description on the website, part two, quick description. Uh, this one said, conclusion, period. Shadows on the cave wall. Um, and obviously it ties to like the album artwork, which is like, uh, like it looks like an anthropology dig, uh, archaeology dig, sorry. Um, skeletons, uh, yeah, primitive looking things. And then there's like a broken computer chip at the bottom, which I'll get to later. Um, and Trent talked a lot about making this album and the different themes for the albums. Um, and, uh, uh, basically he said when he got to this album, that the theme of this one was there's no nice, clean scientific explanation. We're just an accident. String theory and quantum physics is a fucking trick. And we're not going to suddenly elevate ourselves into transcendent beings. We're kidding ourselves. I know this will be an unsatisfying conclusion for some people. It isn't what they want. They want a full matrix virtual reality, and this is the opposite of that. It's a dirt. It's dirt and a broken computer chip. Everything you believe, it's really just bullshit. And uh, that's where he's at 
Someone got up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Someone has a case of the Mondays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little, little, little uh, nihilistic. Woke up, he woke up in the yeah. He woke up in the east wing of his estate. He usually likes the west wing. So. Looking back at the trilogy, uh, I how he explains it later, and once again, I kind of with Steve on like I, he might be explaining it after he's written the songs to try to make sense of it. But the the first one was supposed to be about kind of him looking at himself and kind of playing into the fantasy of kind of burning his life down. The second one is going out a little bit and looking at like a global, the global, the fake realities that the globe kind of makes up for themselves to deal with these times. And this last one is basically like, uh, you know, we aren't any better than cavemen. Um, and we, maybe thought we could be, but look at the modern times, look at the politics, look at who's in office, look at how we're treating each other. No, we're garbage, and uh, this is our swan song, essentially. <laughs> and, I mean, yeah, I... It gets, gets back into, you know, the, the like I was saying about Bamboozled and how we've come... We've even t- taken steps back from since right. then. So. But as far as, like, this was all Trenton Atticus... There's one song that has Mara Queen and yeah, Ian Ashbury from the Colt uh, clanking on bones and doing backup vocals. Uh, but yeah, other than that, it's all Trenton Atticus. And they re- they they released uh, what did they do? They uh, they dropped God Breaks Down the Door a few months like what like a month before it came out something like that. Mark. Yeah, it's on about Trent's right. birthday, May seventeenth. Right, right, and they and they dropped it with one of their low concept videos. Um, and we talked to kind of our hot takes on that song and we'll get to the song in a minute, but, uh, and then they, uh, they put the album out and, um, that's it. And then they went on their big tour and they played some songs from it and, uh, yeah. Have you guys, uh, either, I think you can listen to it. Oh, neither of you have, uh, Apple music, but I think there's an interview with Zane Lowe. I I, I do at the moment. Okay. Gotcha. Comes and goes. Um, so Apple music has a radio live radio station called yeah. Beats one. Yeah. And he, him and Atticus did a interview with Zane Lowe. And, um, I remember that really, yeah, I watched that. I did. I did. Hear did that. you watch that? Yeah. So he kind of broke down what the whole, um, purpose of the first EP, the second EP, and then the third EP, which Trent obviously wants to promote as an LP. Um, as one of the people on some social media had to suck his own cock, whole cock because... Uh, Entire cock. He, there you go. <laughs> um, but not the actual events was about internally looking for the truth, um, looking within oneself in order to, um, I don't know, find out how you fit into the world where everything seems topsy-turvy and weird. And then the second EP, Add Violence, was more about looking externally for those answers for the truth. And the third one, which is Bad Witch, is not so, it's not as easy as looking at internally or externally and um, kind of realizing that it's not as a, it's not a simple formula that you have to look for. I thought it was a pretty interesting interview. Um and apparently, I'm sure Eric will dive into this, but 
when they were kind of sketching this out, I think they wanted to go into a more of a science fiction kind of realm um, than they did with, uh, I don't know. Maybe they kind of had a little plot line in their heads. and Maybe they still do very similar to like year zero. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mr. Narration will probably give me how this is a 30 act play. No, no, no. How this is a, a conclusion, but uh, there, there are bits, there are bits and pieces throughout the trilogy that remind me, uh, like I said this, I think in the last episode that inspired me to want to watch the matrix again. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the whole, you know, just, uh, you know, the junior high, what is reality type stuff, but it's a fun topic to always go back to. Yeah. And I don't know if that through line is on every track, but there, there's yeah. parts of it. I'm, gonna, I'm not I mean, going to say like last week, going. Or last week when I actually, I, uh, I mentioned that I was going to mention Metallica again and I didn't. And the, uh, I meant to bring up Metallica again because uh, there's a lot of songs where it talks about trying to wake up or trying to, you know, break through the, uh, the fake reality to the real one or, you know, some kind of uh, digital coma you're in. And uh, the end of the, the song one is what always reminds me of that. Oh. Well, we did but, talk uh, about that. Last yeah, week. I think that <laughs> didn't we? Did we talk about one last week? We talked. We talked about one. We did. But then, never mind. Okay, but yeah, that's uh, fair. That's listen, I, I've been editing the episode all week. I know what we said. Okay. <laughs> but um, <laughs> my my point being is that that theme's always there. Like trying, you know, what what it, 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 trying to to break through to the the other side of the uh, the bleed through, if you will. <clears throat> and I would say if, and, uh, if this, oh sorry, go on. <laughs> I was gonna say, it inspired me to finally watch the rest of the Matrix trilogy, and I'm halfway through the third one, and it's not nearly as bad as I remember it being or advertised. No, Matrix it's Revolutions fun. is not as bad. It I definitely like, tries like to get right. very, very philosophical, um, and that's what kind of makes it entertaining. Um, it's not. I mean, if I was to rank him, I'd probably say one, three, two. Me too. That's my um, that's my ranking as well. Although I would say two is a little more fun to watch when you're hungover than three. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that freeway scene is something. Yeah, man. exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's a fair. That's a fair. But rank. anyhow, um, I was just gonna say if there was any connection from this to Year Zero, it's not. I don't think there's any literal one. But I mean, right, Year Zero, right? The these these creatures, these, the aliens or whatever, God or whoever gave humans this time to figure it out and correct their, their, their ways, or it was going to be obliteration. And instead they just turned on each other and, and made it even worse and basically sealed their fate. It's that one act. It's that moment that I think this album, this it's that space this album could live in, but I'm not saying it's tied to it clearly, but it's just like that completely nihilistic view of the human, the human condition. And that's that yeah. what this album is all about. Yeah. I see that. And I see a little bit of a, even though I think the metaphor is more about trying to uh, get uh, sobriety versus not being sober. Uh, I see some of the, the bleeding through aspects from uh, with teeth mm. also. And some of this, those two things. So before we actually go into track by track, I do have a question to pose to you guys, and that's yeah. the concept of a trilogy. Now, I think that in most pop culture, um, I think it's fair to say that when you have uh, a work that's designed as a trilogy, there's always let down expectations 
on the third piece, whether it's Godfather three matrix. Yeah. Yeah. The matrix return of the Jedi. Um, sure. Sure. The, uh, the, uh, bad reputation that back to the future three got, even though it's, it's a great film. That's a great film. So, and also, uh, uh, let me just, Indiana, there's only four, or I'm, Jesus, I stepped in my own joke. I hear you, man. There's only three, there's only three Indiana Jones movies. And, uh, the third one is almost as good as the first, but that's not yeah. So what I'm going to ask you guys, what is your favorite trilogy where you think that all three films are pretty much top notch? Do you think you guys could answer that? Yeah, but but it's gonna. Be, I'm really gonna annoy you. <laughs> Let's hear it. Yeah, yeah, you take her while you do while you do what you always do, anyways. There, uh, what the uh, the 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 fistful of dollars trilogy. Those are all. Those are all return high high rewards. But they're watch. so unrelated, though. They're not even the same character. Yeah, that's true. You're right. You're right. So I guess if we're like shared universe trilogies, I have to think a little yes. bit harder on that bad boy. So in my mind, I could try to um, get I'm going to just go I ahead could, and say to... uh, it's it's the John Wick trilogy, even though part three hasn't even come out. We all know <laughs> that's going to be the greatest film of all time. It will be. I don't. I am with you I on that. I'm with I, you on that, Mark. I was sitting there watching The Matrix, enjoying the hell out of myself and thinking, I can't wait for, for John Wick three. Also thinking, I think I'm just going to watch John Wick one and two again when I'm done with oh, this. So good. They're so good. That's I, what I'm I, saying. That's a, that's a side, yeah. our side cast right there. John, I see. I don't know. See, if we're going to play by those rules, though, keeping it with uh, the, 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 and by the way, apparently Keanu Reeves is the, uh, he's the constant because I was going to say, if you're going to play by those rules, Mark, I would say it's the Bill and Ted's trilogy, <laughs> considering the part three is going to come out. Uh, and I'm sorry, man. Part one and two are fucking. I always great. get shit for defending no, part great. two, but t- part two is so bonkers. I see, it's I bonkers. I get that, but I also don't. I think I, I don't. I think most people I know our age love. Part yeah, two. I love Bogus Journey. I think Bogus, Bogus Journey, Journey is is unbelievable. Evil robots. Yeah, yeah so good. The uh, the weird goblin. Jim Jim Martin. Yeah. Jim Martin from Faithful More. Station. You know? Primus. Primus. Yeah. He's yeah. in there. Yeah. Um, Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas is in both of them, I think. <laughs> um, and now I was going to say, this mine's easy. I, I could try to get cute, but I watch it once a year and it's uh, 13 hours long. It's the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's, it's predictable. That's my answer, but there's a reason that everybody loves rewatching those damn things. So. So, Eric, if you don't have a real answer, I do pose it to the listener. You know, tell us what your favorite trilogy is. Um, I'd like to know what you think is a pretty near perfect set of three films or three works of art. Yeah, it could be books. Be anything. It could be albums. It could be Star Trek two through four if you want to. Uh, oh, fuck. That could have been my answer. Oh, shit. <laughs> that is a good trilogy. <laughs> They're really good. That's a good. That's a good run, man. It's a goodie. It's a goodie. Um, I mean, I don't know. The Star Wars, the original Star Wars trilogy, is uh, impeccable in my in my eyes. It's pretty great. Even There's Jedi. just moments of, yeah, yeah. There's just moments of Jedi that really do bother me, but it's still a fantastic film. Hey man, it closes strong with that Yub Yub song. Oh yeah, but then they took that shit they out. Took it out, and they added that edition. damn that damn new song in Jenna in Jabba's palace. It's terrible. That's it's just so bad. It's so bad. Yeah, that's I choose to. You know, it's about it's a question of heritage, gentlemen. <laughs> and I I remember where we came from. Yeah, yeah. If you saw the flag hanging in my uh, 
my basement. It's uh, it's the the nineteen seventy seven version of whatever the Rebel Insomnia looked like. I'm sure it was different. Well, if you're oh. listening at forty five minutes and we're talking about movie trilogies, then you're definitely a fan of the show because we're almost getting ready to talk about the album. I think we could start. So yeah. Hey, listen, I, I timestamp these things. I at least give them the you know when it, when the album talks. All right. Well, all right. When they when they start when they start paying the Patreon, <laughs> then they can dictate what we talk about. <laughs> all right. We work for no one. No gods. No That's masters. Right. No gods. That's no right. Men. Only no kings. Only men. Uh, so let's go ahead and take a quick break, and then when we come back, let's go ahead and drive ourselves into yeah. Let's the... let's let, uh, let's listen to a little shit mirror. Right? Is there anything else we have to talk about? Before that? I don't think so. All yeah. right, let's we'll go ahead and listen to the first track, and then we'll come back and talk about it. I'm going to go to the Here, bathroom and look at my own shit mirror. And I here's shit mirror. There we go. Wow. <laughs> So I just kept recording, Eric. So you're just gonna have to edit all of what we just said out. You might not, you might not want to listen to what we said, but try to edit it out. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'll just skip ahead a few. I'll, yeah. I don't. I mean, if you yeah. guys said something bad about me, I'd rather not hear it because in my head, in yeah, my head, we're all best friends. I, <laughs> I'd rather keep thinking that. Yeah, well, you know what? You've been keeping that illusion up for like 17 years now. You're just gonna, we'll help. You I got out. the belly tattoo that says it too. I haven't showed you that. Nice. Yet. It's still, it's still hurts. like a hole for life. That's right. All right. So that was shit mirror. Um, what a what a what what an what a song title, huh? Yeah. Shit mirror. I love it. And I, I remember. Love it. I love how it what it's about. It's it's perfect. It's a perfect title for the song. So Eric, go ahead and tell us what you think about this song. You start. Okay. So it's become predictable, and it's funny. Like I was listening to this today, and Linux is like. Why does that Shells always open with a really big, loud, noisy track? And I said, oh, yeah, good point, good point, good point. Uh, just to, like, get his hooks in me, apparently, because I'm always the defender of that opening noise track. And this one is noisy. It's rocking. Uh, and I love this song. But, um, yeah, this song is um, uh, is basically uh, this kind of weird take on human evolution. Um, and, but it's that point where humans kind of give up. They realize they don't have to, uh, as he said before, transcend anymore. Like, oh wait, no, we're, we get to just be selfish. We just get to be like monsters and we get to embrace that. We get to celebrate selfishness. We get to celebrate, uh, uh, racism and misogyny. And we just get to live in that. And it's a great moment. And uh, let's just basically burn it all down. And that's what, what Shit Mirror is. Like, we may have been one person uh, before that was trying to act 
like civilized and then you look in the shit mirror and the reflection looking back on you is really the true human nature. Um, and it's kind of like, uh, not the actual events was, um, Trent saying like, what if I gave into my base nature, which was a self-destructive human being, it's kind of taking that and looking at America, maybe globally, like, or the human race entirely just, you know, all right, stop acting like you're better than that. You are garbage. Give into it. It's nihilistic as fuck. And that's what the song, that's what the song is. And somehow it's still rocking. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, that's, that's what I got to say about the theme of this song. I can, I can kind of see where you're coming from. Um, like a global level. Yeah. Everybody just decided to be lazy and just be their worst self. Exactly. Kind of exactly. Yeah. And I think the lyrics kind of, they kind of speak to that. And, you know, I got a new face. It feels all right. It's basically when you decide to walk out and you, uh, you know what, I'm just going to wear sweatpants to the grocery store. Like that's, <laughs> you've, uh, you've made the call. So, right. Yeah. I, I, I see that. I, um, I think the song sounds good. I, I, it's a rocking rock out of the gate track. I think it's a perfect song for Ian Asbury to be on. Um, Cause I actually could see how this could be take away all the noise and stuff. And it could be like a cult song. It has that same uh, stride to it. It has hand claps. Oh yeah. Sense, yeah. The, you know? There's points. It sounds also like they're hitting rocks together and uh, there's clap. Yeah, this, yeah. This is about, yeah, as, this is about as close to like an ACDC song as nine snails has ever come. If you break it down to its, it, it's uh it's elements. Yeah. I, I, I love it. New world, like, new times, you know, mutation feels all right. Like I love the way that's delivered as, as like a classic kind of Rocky kind of sound, but it's noisier than you would expect from anything like that. I do. I do like how that's delivered. Uh, one of my uh, issues with the song is actually the second round of those goes into this cool, like uh guitar uh, segment where it sounds like a guitar is like getting ready really to take off and blast in the space. Right. And instead it kind of fades into the outro. Into right. The it doesn't. Yeah. There's no climax to this song. It, yeah, like you're you're ready for the it goes It doesn't and then it doesn't do what you I will say the guitar does one thing that I love in this, and it's in the second verse. slide with distortion that that just kicks in the second verse that i love i get all into it i know exactly what you're saying now this song's a pretty short song it's three minutes and 62 seconds long three minutes yeah, and six yeah. seconds it's uh, it's it's not long but they, they cram a lot did. into it even though it cuts itself off they cram a lot into it and i got i gotta reiterate how much i love hand claps in a nice oh, yeah. song it's a i think it's very rare yeah I, I really do love this song. It's uh it's 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 such an unconventional Nine Inch Nails the way it's written and the way it's maybe sung and the like the structure of it is unconventional, but the sound is like that branches bones noisy kind of thing. But uh, but it's a better song than Branches Bones. It's it's I think it actually I think it actually a couple of years if he would have worked on Branches and Bones more, it would have became that, a song. That's fair, I yeah. I think that's exactly yeah. what happened. Mark, Mark? So I think uh, this song is interesting. Um, 
Uh, the hand claps and the chorus of new world, new times, mutation feels all right. And how it's delivered kind of like as a, almost like a cheer. Um, th- I feel I like the, that, yeah. the drum beat, uh, you're, I, I can't not think of either the drum beat from Mickey, You're So Fine, um, to almost Faith No More's Be Aggressive. Like if this was, well, and, go ahead, Steve. And I'm sure yeah. the, the cheer the cheer probably gets you to the be aggressive part. It does. And the hand clap, the hand claps are probably not going to, you know, they're steering you towards uh Hey Mickey. Right. It does. I, and, and I kind see of the drum ACDC as much as I, I loathe to make the comparison. I see Steve's connection there too, because it's a very, like you could not have a more simple drum beat. If you guys really want to have the, the, the motherfucker of all motherfucker, Eric, you dipshit uh, episodes. He will say more bad things about ACDC, but, uh, <laughs> Hopefully not That's tonight. No, no, I'm good. I, I appreciate the connection. It's fine. Um, I'm just kidding. It's, I love you. It's not my favorite uh, song um, on the record. It's not. I, I do like this song, but it's not. Uh, it doesn't grab me. Um, there are parts um, of the song towards the end that do get a little more interesting. Um, His vocal delivery, I think, is so good. This whole song, it, I think he they they fuck the climax, but it's clearly intentional. Like there is no climax to this song. Yeah. Like, I know about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah, it's definitely there's there's some erectile dif- dysfunction that happens in the the last third of the song, but I think that's intentional. Yeah, I, I this song um, fits a little. It would have fit a little more nicely on um, not the actual events than I think on this one. Um, Cause the rest yeah. of the album is uh, very different. I will um, offer than, a counter counterpoint you know, nice. to that. I will offer a counterpoint to that, but we're going to, I'll wait till the next, till the song where I need to do that. I actually, I actually think there is a, there is an audio uh, palette to the song that is very, even in the Tom Waits realm that comes up from time to mm-hmm. time. And, and there is something going on in the song where they're, um, clinking on maybe <laughs> the guy from the cult you know he always had the jingly jewelry maybe he brought some of his bone collection over and they were pounding on those things in the background but there's some yeah there's i see some that crazy there's actually, artillery profession in the song there's some blue man yeah grouping. there is uh, there's some slip knotting i do like then, the pre-chorus uh, though the pre-chorus of hey look what's staring back at you caught reflecting in your eyes i do like that little section of music right. i yeah, I think that actually this continues. I think in my final thoughts in this trilogy, one thing I'll say is that I mentioned this before. There are um, variations of vocal deliveries uh, all over the place that I appreciate and to keep it fresh. Yeah, yeah. And I love the idea that they're sell- that the the lyrics are kind of selling it as an evolution, but it's clearly a regression. It's clearly a de-evolution. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I this song, I don't know. This song's special to me. This song is definitely like in my top something it's 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 a cool song in my opinion you know what's funny about that is that when we saw them and you're like man they didn't play shit mirror that night i was thinking yep shit mirror is a total eric song <laughs> and as i listened to the song more i appreciated it more and it still is a total eric song but i can uh i can see why eric yeah. likes it so it's uh yeah I, I i dig it i also um two two other thoughts i had is it there is a great use of a pause towards the end of the track before it gets into the new face, new, new music. Yeah. The song's going to end a fake, uh, a fake ending. End. Yeah. A fake ending. That's really good. 
And um, I was waiting for Mark to share his thoughts, and he did now. And I listened to what Eric had to say about the song. And I I was hoping that either of you would be, uh, I don't know, savvy enough to pick up on this. But, of course, there are times in this podcast where I'm the only one that seems to really know what's going on with art. <laughs> yeah, and, um, you guys, the song is clearly the story of Castor Troy and Sean Archer. disturb your sleep. Read the newspaper lately? <laughs> Face off, yes. Yeah. There you go. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Ugh. It's you true. Wanna, want to take their oh face off. Holy shit. No, you're absolutely right. That it's, yeah. it's, 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 uh, yeah, this is when, this is when Sean Archer doesn't get to be his Sean Archer again. And it's just Castor Troy. That's real. Uh, I think I think Trent w- watched that one one Sunday morning, and he wrote this. Face song. Off it's is a, a gem of a movie. When did you start smoking? You'll be seeing a lot of changes around here. Papa's got a brand new bag. Oh, that uh, <laughs> yes, that movie is everything that's cliche and bad about John Woo, and also good about John Woo. Uh, and it's highly, highly rewatchable. I... No argument here. No <laughs> argument at all. I think Steve just heard the first uh, four words and was like, this song's about face-off. Wait, let me rephrase. If I were to let you suck my tongue, would you be grateful? <laughs> Got a new face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, you know, if it walks like a duck, yeah, there you go. I'm okay. You know what? I, I labored over the lyrics on this, but I'm okay with that. I, I will, I will, I will, I will revert to you on this one. That's, uh, that's there we go. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, okay. Ship mirror. Some of us love it. Some of us think it's just a, an all right song, but it's not, it's not bad. bad. All right, so let's hear a little bit of the next track, which is Ahead of Ourselves. So that was ahead of ourselves. Um, this song is—it's uh, not bad, but it, this is probably my least favorite song off this album. Um, it's very interesting. It's, interesting. It is me. very herky jerky. Um, uh, it's I not terrible. Mark, Mark doesn't like the uh, the start stop songs where it, like does big old like. Uh, you know, about faces halfway through the, you know, 
Yes, but then he's a he's a divided man because this, he also loves a song with a list, and this song has a list in it. It's true. It does. The choruses are fine. Um, it's just this song doesn't grow. Um, I think it has some issues in um, the instrumentation and the arrangement. I think it's. Uh, I even watched because uh, they did release a somewhat produced video of uh, them playing this song live, and. It was a fun watch. It made me appreciate the song a little bit more. Um, but yeah, no, this song just doesn't do anything for me. I don't really know what to really say about this song. So just to yeah. kind of like break down the sound for the listeners here. Um, break down the door. Exactly. If you will. I, and it is, I, I do feel like it's a sister song to God break down the door because they both have a real drum and bass type beat. And I believe this one has a little saxophone somewhere in there, right? Yes, it yeah. does. Um, it's a, it's it's kind of a cool track too, from uh, the last one because it it definitely changes the sound of the music, uh, but it keeps the tempo up. It it, it uh, yeah, it, it comes in with a drum and bass thing, uh, and and some synth work during the verses and then the choruses do they do? I mean, Mark's right. It is herky jerky in the sense that like once they hit the choruses, it completely kind of changes the feel and it becomes like this really loud, angry, uh, rocking guitar shredding kind of, uh, chorus thing. Um, lyrically it's kind of cool the, how it switches perspectives. The first verse is all about like the mission, like this, this song is the mission statement of the album. Uh, the first one is like, if God created us in his image, then God must be garbage <laughs> or non-existent. Like that's, that's what verse one is about. Like, uh, and then uh, two is just kind of like playing out like how we squandered our potential, um, uh, our flaws. Yeah, I think I think the the chorus definitely. I I often think about how in two thousand eight or so when we thought we were post everything and uh, we were going to just uh, right. be our best yeah. selves. I think I think we all got kind of lazy, right. and I I think that that's what this song reminds right. me of. The song is just uh, too repetitive for me. It just seems that I don't know. It just, like I said, it hits me on zero levels. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, this fair. song is just very frustrating for me. It's it's not one of my favorites on the album either. I, I like it less than, than Shitmere. Uh, but it is like just hearing them do their kind of electronic uh, industrial kind of thing with more of a drum and bass sound. Like I haven't really heard it too much since, since uh, Perfect Drug. And I think... I, I I like I, I do like how it sounds, but I, I don't hate it, but I'm not crazy about it. I am a big fan oh, of good. this. Good. The chorus yeah, the choruses I, I are really, very Steve. The 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 hooks are very it's not even the choruses. This one jumped out of me the first time I heard the album because I I appreciated how it kind of comes out of nowhere because the last track kind of fades off, then pauses, and then this this kicks in. And as it's progressing there's that drum roll at the start of the song about 20 seconds in, which just made me, uh, made me laugh out loud. You guys know what yeah. I'm talking oh, yeah. about. Yeah. Right? I think that's one of my major yeah. problems with the song. The drums on the verses oh, I love are, it. I, I guess I, I guess they seem I guess I just beat, love it. You know, it does. It does. It does seem offbeat. I think it's an atonal song. I don't think it has a, a it doesn't flow. You can't not really nod your head to it, but you can kind of like shake to it. If that makes any I think sense. The, I think like, if you were to have, if you were to have like if you were to be possessed 
and try to get the spirit out of you. This song, you I can think the bass drum is which, uh, is in beat, but I think the the snares and the toms are doing some crazy shit, some crazy like Apex Twenty. Yeah, shit. I, I I like I like the weird drums that are going on all over the place. I like the herky jerkiness to it. I actually I like I don't always like that. Uh, what's the second to last track in Add Violence? Um, not anymore. Is that the one? Not yeah. anymore. It, that annoys the hell out of me. It, the the herky jerkiness there, like. It, it was not a bad song, but I didn't, didn't do anything for me. The herky jerkiness here. Well, I guess they zigged when they zagged and uh, I, I, I enjoy it. Um, I, I like all the fuzziness to it. The, there's a big like fuzz bass line that's going on that I can get down with. And that chorus that obsolete, insignificant, antiquated, irrelevant celebration of ignorance. Yeah, I love that. I, chorus. I, I, I dig that. That's good. At, yeah. And, sorry. Go on. All this, all this, all this is fun. And then there's also that, I don't, that just can't hurt myself line that is kind of a bridge and it sounds like it's underwater. I don't know if you guys know what part I'm talking yeah. about. Um, I, I know. It's very distorted, very distorted uh, little vocal. Well, at, at the um, beginning, like we're on the precipice. Um, I can feel it is very distorted, almost like you're underwater. Oh and yeah, that, that's, that's that thing. That yeah, is if he existed, not so sure anymore. Like that's at the beginning, yeah. but yeah, I, uh, I kind of know what your part you're talking about, you know, just how he uses that vocal effect. He reuses it towards the, the middle of the song yeah. as well. Um, I think it's a weird, it's a weird toe tapper of a song. It, it's, it's, it's not groovy, but I, I still think you can dance to I it. Do, I do like you it. Might, you might, you might snap your ankle, but I you can like dance it. to it. I do like it. And what, um, one thing I'm going to get to, uh, in a couple songs is, I couldn't help but notice the way Trent changes how he sings. Like this is the last song on the album and it's the only track two. This is the last song on the album that he sings like Trent hmm, and he changes yeah. his vocal thing. It is a little more Bowie in the next couple songs that he sings on, but he also changes his perspective. And these first two songs are, are humans reveling in their, their garbage. And that when he sings like Bowie, it's a little more detached. One might say it's somebody watching this from a distance. It's a more of a celestial type type uh, perspective. And I'll get to that in a minute. But what I do like, if you're looking at this from a narrative perspective is I like, I like the herky jerkiness of this because chaos is happening in this story that he's telling right now. And yeah, this is the last time he's seen, he, this is the last song on the album he sings like a Nine Inch Nails song. If that makes sense. No. It does. Yeah, I, I think that you just pointed out a good part that I, I really don't buy the, the, the whatever kind of storyline he was trying to tell, especially on this one, because the the second half of the album seems to do nothing with the first half of the album. Uh, I've got, I got something for you there. Yeah. But yeah, fair enough. Anyhow, uh, yeah, it's a, 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 it's all right with me, this, this track. Yeah, it's it's it definitely keeps my pulse up, which is a good sign. 
Well, uh, with that said, I guess we can go into the next track, um, which is Play the Goddamn Part. That's a great, great, great song, Tyler. <laughs> also, the second time they've cursed on this right. <laughs> the goddamn part which uh whenever i read that that song title i like to think of a bob odin right. shout um, <laughs> <laughs> um i'm gonna be honest with you guys i am going to be honest i do enjoy this song it sounds like anderstein ninbotten oh yeah if you will oh yeah or or like or like some old dubby ministry um but i have to also be honest I don't see why they didn't just combine this and and I am not of this world into one track. I if I had was if I was asked to pick one or the other out of a lineup, there's only one piece of music in the in this the I am not of this world which separates them for me. So I am not the one that's best qualified to talk about either of these sure. songs. Eric, what do you uh, think? This one has more of a drive to it than I am not of this world. Um, it's got uh, distorted drums. Um, the bass is set and it's kind of like uh, it's off kilter to what the drums are doing, but it is going. And then the sax comes in uh, once the drums get really big. Um, I don't know. I, I like that you, uh, you threw out uh, Ein Strumben noise Bouton. I'd never say it correctly because I think. Ein Struzendi new Bouton. Thank you. Yeah. You got yeah, it. He nailed it. That. The, well, I mean. I mean, you you're you you have the German heritage, so I appreciate. It. <laughs> Mark did take German in high school for some goddamn uh, reason. But I, it does have it does. I I feel like, and this could be totally unintentional, but I feel like there is a connection to some of that early industrial that was very organic. Um, I see that. No, I, I totally I totally get that. I, yeah, I, I hear that and, in this and, track. Uh, but this one has the biggest caveman sounds. This is the one that I really like almost like went to like a Tom Waits place. Like obviously like the synth and the bass doesn't sound like a Tom Waits song, but the, the clanging and the banging and stuff like that in the background definitely sounded like a bone machine type type percussion situation happening. Um, uh, narratively, like what's the song doing here? Like this sounds like war drums to me. This sounds like, uh, um, this sounds like caveman debauchery. Like this is just, like humans, like humans, if, if, if from trans per, uh, perspective, like we are cavemen, we've now de- devolved and now we are left to our own devices and it's disgusting. It's a mess. And that's what this song is. Um, I think it's, I think it's cool. I like all the xylophones. I like the, uh, I like the uh, organic industrial and the, uh, the saxophone. 
um, I don't know. It's a cool little interlude. It's uh, it sounds great, and it and it fits the pastiche that he's been building on since not the actual events. Um, I think this is an interesting track. Um, it is very score like in terms of what Atticus and Trent have collaborated on before. Bingo. Um, I think if um, we have coined the term swamp industrial, this is jazz industrial. Um, ah! All right. It. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, definitely them improvising. It sounds like uh, Trent really yeah. pulling out the saxophone. And so very, this- very Bill, Bill Pullman on the sax in uh, lost highway. Yeah. There you go. I was just about to say that. That totally reminds me of red bats with like red eyes or something. Bats red with red bats, eyes. Red bats with wings. Yeah. There yeah. you go. There you go. That's exactly what just Bill Pullman just, you know, blowing on just, that. Just honking. Just honking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not Bobo, but yeah. he's honking on it. <laughs> Old Bleeding Gums Murphy's all over this track. Um <laughs> It's, I really, it, it's a four minute and 51 second song. It, at times when I was listening to it, it felt like it was eight minutes, <laughs> not in a bad way. Um, it just, it kept going down different avenues. Um, I thought that was interesting. The last two minutes is when things for me get really interesting. think that's where kind of the groove is found um play the goddamn part it was in an interview i think an interviewer asked him to atticus um is this something that you said to trent during the studio session just play the goddamn part you know like come on just find what you're looking to do and just play it and uh he was like no that's that's not it (laughs) where that came from uh, but at times, blimey, blimey, are blimey. you daft? <laughs> I said in a yeah, exactly yeah. in a British accent. Yeah. Um, but it was. Are you um, having a piss? Are you having a piss? Yeah. Are you having a laugh? Um, <laughs> uh, oh, brother! But I, uh, I do like this song. I think it's an interesting little track. It's probably the first track that made me kind of pay more a little attention to what was going on in this uh, album. Um, I do like my instrumentals. Uh, they don't necessarily always have to be uh, cohesive. There's a reason why they're instrumentals. Mm-hmm. I think they're, you know, because they're free to kind of improvise and go in any direction that they want to, rather than having to be a verse, chorus, verse sort of structure. Um, it's not my favorite song off the record, but it is certainly something that I find kind of a compelling oddity. Um, it's definitely different for Nine Inch Nails and just putting this in their catalog of songs. Uh, it, it stands out as being something just entirely different because I think it's more interesting than some of the material that you'll find off Ghost. Right. 
but it's and one, yeah, but it's one good. thing I was one thing I was thinking when I was hearing it was I feel like it gets more focused as the song goes on, and I, maybe it was just me earlier today when I was listening to it, um, or it was earlier this week. I was mopping the floors and I had headphones on, and I felt like maybe it was only a headphone effect, but I felt like it starts. It I, I feel like war drums is what my head was thinking as I was listening to it, but it sounds like there's like a lot of war drums, like maybe like a lot of armies, and then slowly it pairs down to a much more focused like one, like almost like you're here. I don't know. You're almost hearing like a whole war. And Eric, I, Eric, yeah. I have to say that I am really glad you're making that war drums yeah. connection because it, it, it's just very, it, it almost makes me believe in uh, as Stephen King would say, yeah. because of a, an idea I have about the next track, okay. Okay. which I'll bring up. So that's a, that's a pretty cool observation oh, you made. Oh, cool. Um, to it, to it being, a pretty good instrumental song that you guys enjoy. And I, I, I like it. It's just, uh, even if I made my top like 15 instrumental Nine Nail songs, I don't know if it'd be there, but do you guys ever, I, I feel like whenever they place instrumental tracks on their uh, LPs, which I guess they do it occasionally. I always feel like it's trying to chase the high of a warm place and it's never gotten there. And that might just be nostalgia, but I don't know. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I, I wouldn't put this in the same league as a warm place because a warm place is very tranquil and it definitely yeah. bridges uh, between the first half to the second half of downward spiral. I think um, I could see that. Yeah, I can see that argument more with the other instrumental song on here than this one. I mean, I mean, just I mean, look at the like I, we love the fragile, and I don't think any of the uh, we don't need to rank the instrumental songs right now. But it just dawned upon me as we we're talking about it that whenever they have an instrumental song on another album, none of them always. None of them ever seem to fit as well as a I don't. Place I place. don't know. I don't know if I agree. I don't Maybe know if I agree. I, I, although I do agree that that warm place may be the perfectly placed instrumental track. I think I agree with you with that. But I mean, the fragile is if he. I mean, if he had his druthers, as we learned from deviations, uh, half that album would have been instrumental. Um, and, and half his output, as our listeners have followed us through all the goddamn score work know, they love their instrumental music. Like, I feel like maybe Warm Place opened the Pandora's box for him, and he wanted to see what he could do with instrumental music after that. I'm not, I'm not saying he shouldn't do it. Christ no, I, I, I'm saying I don't, the, think, I don't I, think they're trying to scratch that itch again. I, I, I think that was... Oh no no no! I don't I, I don't think maybe no, I misunderstood I that. you, but that's what I thought you were saying. I'm saying as no, I'm saying I'm saying as yeah, okay. listeners, as listeners, I still don't think they've touched a warm place as far as instrumental work goes. Okay, oh, that's gotcha. all I was saying. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I think I've got. I mean, there is an instrumental song that is going to be in my top nine or top ten when we do our wrap up episode. Um. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, all right. Listen, we can, it's, a, it's a top nine, but we can we can have a zero. So there you go. We can have, we can have a runner up. <laughs> all right. All right. So let's go into the next track, which is "God Break Down the Door." Another great uh, song. God break down.
God Break Down the Door. Uh, this is the first song we all heard off this album. Um, and what you have right off the bat is um, you have like a really like drum and bass type beat. Uh, and uh, it's some like really wobbling synths just going, just kind of going crazy. Wobbles are crazy. Yeah, Wobble. the wobbles are going cra crazy. Absolutely. Uh, and then you hear Trent sing like he's never sung before. And it's a. Uh, it's right off the bat. It's very clear. It's late era Bowie style singing. And I mean, he's, he's acknowledged the fact as much. Um, and I think he caught some heat for that. Uh, and I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's fair. I mean, Bowie was, where do you, where did you, where did you see the heat? Uh, just on the various, uh, fan sites that I now follow for, for the show. So uh, basically right. <laughs> illegitimate heat. I don't think I ever like read a reviewer or anything that gave him shit for it, but no, I have to say, I have to say that, um, actually the press for this album was pretty I would positive. Agree. Yeah. And also the run up, I noticed that for bad, Witch, there seemed to be an inordinate amount of press about the album even coming out. I don't know how, I don't know why they did that. I don't know if it's because they knew that big tour was coming up. So they just pushed it. But, um, yeah, I felt like whenever this was brought up in a legitimate uh, uh, arena, it wasn't just, uh, you know, Nin Fan uh, 2022 on some board somewhere that uh, I thought the, the decision to sound like Bowie was actually uh, welcome. Yeah, I don't know. And it fits it fits the it's song cool. perfectly. And listen, like Bowie was his friend. If this is how he's going to grieve and this is how he's going to tribute his friend. I mean, and it's a great song and it still it still sounds like Trent. It's just in a way we haven't heard him before. I mean, I mean, what the fuck? Anyways, it's, uh, it, and yeah, then the song has some big old sacks, some big old sacks, uh, which was, I think we all, big I old brass, big old brass. <laughs> yeah. You put brass it? and sax are, uh, sax is a woodwind actually, cause they use a reed. So it's not, a, it's not a brass instrument, unfortunately, even though it's the same color gold. Um, but uh, I was just trying yeah. to listen, Eric, I was just trying Call to call back, you know, you got where you got ship face drunk and almost fell over. <laughs> Keep going. Oh yeah. I'll never forget that. I forgot that. Um, but, uh, <laughs> anyways, this song, this song is, is, is in my humble opinion, pretty great. It's, uh, and what the lyrics paint, the picture that it paints for me when I listen to it is like, God is a landlord. And one apartment is earth and humans. And they haven't paid their rent in like two months. And uh, God, God comes in and like knocks on the door like one week. They don't answer. A couple days later, they don't answer. He's being reasonable. But finally, he or she kicks through the door. And humans are just, oh, they're just, they're fucking fucking each other and killing each other and pissing on each other. And it's, they've, what the fuck have they been up to? They've been doing a bunch of meth. It's disgusting. And that's, I mean, it's the natural next step in this album that he's telling of uh, just just humans giving in to their base instincts. That that is easily Eric. Listen, I give you a lot of shit in the podcast, but we know that usually I'm not serious. <laughs> um, but I want you to know I'm being extremely sincere right now. When that is my favorite description of the song I've ever done. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> that is that is some A plus uh, descriptors. That's awesome. That's really what I. That's that's where my head goes in this song. <laughs> But, you know uh, where my head goes? Yeah. So Trent Reznor couldn't decide whether to cover I'm Deranged or A Little Wonder. 
and then decided to just make this song instead. Funny how secrets travel on. I start to believe if I were to bleed. Things get a man changed, his hands held high. A cruise so fucking cynical i don't disagree <laughs> that it's got those elements in it if anything to me it's fucking it's cynical mark <laughs> you get a grip man oh boy uh. <laughs> you know eric you know he was he was he, he was just waiting to drop that on us um wow i see i see some i'm holding I up see... the shit mirror to you guys right now all right I can see, I can see where you came from with that, with uh, God, Little Wonder's a terrible song. Disagree, um, but anyways, go on. Well, anyhow, we will never talk about that again. <laughs> um, I do think, actually, when I th- when I hear this song, I just think that it reminds me, like, hey, it sounds like you made a song in between uh, Perfect Drug and Starfuckers. That's what oh yeah, the like. music does for sure. You won't find the answers So that's all you got. That's all you got, Mark. Is it's just it's just a ripoff of two Bowie songs. That's it. I wouldn't say Nothing it's a else. ripoff of two Bowie songs, but there's definitely heavy influence. I mean, um, most music critics out there were like, wow, there's a whole lot of influence on Bowie, especially with his last release of Black Star. But I am surprised I, that no one name-checked any stuff from the drum and bass uh, album of Earthling. And I'm Deranged is absolutely all over this song. I'm sorry, I hear it. Anytime, like, right as the song starts, I just, in my yeah. mind hear funny how secrets travel i could easily sing along to that part at the beginning of the song easily That's, i i don't i'm not saying you're wrong i'm just saying there's there's more to it than that it's not just that's what it is and then send it send it down uh send it down the pipe I, I, no, of course not it. i think that this song is even his vocal delivery as you just mentioned is a very bowie like oh yeah absolutely. and so i mean both of those songs make use of the saxophone. Both of those songs have Bowie crooning. Um, both of those songs, you know, just have that drum and bass sort of modern element. And it does feel like a perfect drug meets kind of Starfuck. Well, I don't know about Starfuckers. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll take you on face value on that. It's not to say that I don't like this song, but I get, when I first heard it, I was like, wow, he's really wearing the influences on his sleeve on this one. Um, and I, we haven't seen that happen really a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, sure, maybe cynical, but that's where I am. Old Abe Simpson over here. 
<laughs> a lot of Sim- Simpsons references in these last few episodes. Um, no, I, I see where you're coming from. I don't entirely agree. I definitely hear more of the uh, I'm deranged. I, I think yeah. that's a, I think that's I think, a spot on reference, and I think you were doing it. I think when you say I'm, uh, I think when you say uh, Little Wonder, though, I just I I, cry. I actually like Little Wonder uh, a lot, but we'll get to that never. But um, <laughs> uh, I'm deranged, spot on. I mean, Trent picked that song to be in Lost Highway. He re-edited that song to be in Lost Highway. I mean, it's it's fine. I I, I do get that, but I think I think as I said before. Everybody grieves in different ways. Trent grieved by making this this tribute song and gave it so much more than just didn't just I'm deranged. I, there is so much more to this song than that, in my opinion. Yes, lyrically, you're right. I mean, it does fit into what he's trying to say in terms of the thematic of. Um, and I, I kind of see back to your original point of, you know, the on when we talked about ahead of ourselves, that was the last time that Trent really sang like Trent on this album. And everything now is coming from a distance. And then when you go into the next track where you're kind of the man who fell to earth kind of feel where um, you're not of this world. So yeah, I I, I can see that separation narrative that you're kind of talking about. It's kind of, it's kind of interesting. I just kind of picked up on it the last couple of times to listen to the album. And uh, I don't know if I'm, if it's anything, but I kind of feel like, he he went with his voice for the other ones and maybe it is like directly like i don't know shit maybe this this perspective that he sings this song and there's only one other song with vocals since the last song maybe those are coming from a like very bowie type starman like somebody who's detached somebody who's watching earth kill itself from space and they're yeah. and they're kind of looking you know looking at that you know what i actually i've thought of is that what if there's actually he started to think that he can't sing like he's been singing for another maybe six to ten years? And so he's trying to start to think how else could he sound and keep singing songs? I, I would I would not mind a Bowie approach to singing for right. the rest of I Nine Nails. I know many people would probably despise it, but I, I wouldn't mind because you know some a lot of singers get older, they got to change so, their style. He so if you know. we just separated the Bowie connection, I mean, it sounds good. Like, I think he's, I think he's singing very, like very well. I think it's the, the it's a good, I, I mean, I kind of agree with you there, Steve. Um, and uh, I don't know. I, I, I think that's a, that, I wonder if, if they make another album, if he's going to go more in this direction. I mean, I remember reading an interview with him about this and they did ask about it and they said, and he's kind of just said, without actually mentioning Bowie's name, he said, uh, I had an idea for how to sing it. And then I had another idea for how to sing it. And I went with that second idea because I've never sung anything like that before. And it, you know, and, uh, and I really liked how it sounded. And um, I don't know, maybe, yeah, maybe he's trying to, see how Trent sounds as an old man. <laughs> yeah. No, cause I thought like, I want, I want, I think we all want Nine Nails to be around as long as uh, Nine Nails can be around. But I, I know that Trent Reznor is self-aware enough to where he's not going to be covering himself in cornstarch and, uh, you know, screaming uh, the vote, the, 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 the verses to last when he's uh, 69, but uh, he could probably do something similar to the last track for the rest of right. his life. The, right. the final track on this right. record. Interesting. Um, yeah, I, I just oh. been thinking about that. I, I'm a pretty big fan of the song. I got to be honest. When I first heard it, I thought it was stupid. 
I, I really was just like, whoa, whoa. Oh, uh, all right. Um, I came around on it and the concept of the, the context of the album. I like it more. Uh, if you would, if they would have gotten rid of the wobbling, oscillating wobbles, I think it would be a lot better. I'm not a fan of those. They, they, they make it sound dated to me. Um, and not in a throwback way. It it sounds like a B side from the nineties. Just that sound effect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if that makes sense. I I hear what you're saying. Uh, I like it though. I like it. Like, I, I like it's a, it's a, it's a driving track and there's a, there's a, a moment in it when they kick it up a notch and it drives even faster. I always appreciate that. Um, but I, I'm okay with it. All right. All right. And, uh, oh, I do. I do actually no. I do need to mention though, back to your, uh, war drums, the, the, the lyrically in the vibe I get from this, this song, it makes me, it makes me think of the city of Lud from dark tower. Book mm. three. I think of the I think of the TikTok oh, band. Yeah. Um and just when you said war drums, there's the war drums in that same book, right, which right. I thought was funny. Exactly. So yeah. No, I just I just think of a the God break down the door. That phrase makes me think of like in the city of Lud, you know, the TikTok man's uh, the, the the overseer and who knows what's going on there. So right. All right. So it just gives me a dark tower vibe. That's cool. So that's all. Yeah. All right. All right. So I'm, I'm not I am not from this world. Right. Let's not hear a world. little bit of that. Okay, that was I'm Not From This World. Um, this is, for me, it, it could be on the Girl with a Dragon Tattoo soundtrack or score. Um, I, I said Gone, Gone Girl specifically. I thought this felt... This yeah, felt like a, I mean, I, either one of those. Gone Girl has a little more orchestration. Um, but uh, I actually really, really like this this little track here. I'm really, I really, I'm having fun with how Mark and I are totally uh, not on the same page in this record. <laughs> um, like I said, like I said that I think you could just combine this with track three and get on with your life. Mm. So that's uh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, I disagree. I'm with Mark on this one. Like when I first heard this one, I thought this was a standout instrumental track as far as where it goes, and it doesn't go anything. It doesn't go anywhere extreme. It it starts with uh, repetitive bass, swooshing synths. 
and some like like I wrote Gone Girl ambiance in the background, yeah. and then it drives a bit more, and then big drums come and kind of come up in the middle, um, and then it does kind of tie to that third track that um, played the goddamn part. But I think they're two separate songs. But it does kind of there is some of that tribal uh, clanking drumming going on. Uh, but I think I, I, it, it, there is a there is a journey on this song that I don't know. Every time I hear it, I get I get pulled from the very first time I heard this album. So I, and the first time I listened to it was headphones. Maybe that's what it is. But I went on a journey, and I I don't know for some reason I've always thought very highly of this song. Yeah, um, I mean this song clocks in longer than. Um the previous instrumental, but yeah, this six, one just seems to have a good, yeah, this one has a good pacing to it. It does feel a little more sinister. Um, I just kind of feel like kind of uh, in the Bowie's low album where on the second half of that record, Brian Eno, you could really tell where he starts to drive the bus. Yep. Um, for yeah. this one, I really yeah. feel like Atticus is really driving the bus on this one. I don't know what it is. I can't prove it, but it just feels I, like I agree it. with you wholeheartedly, Mark. I think that's a good observation. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I like it. I, I, I wouldn't say it's in my, you know, sure. top ten, but it's a, it's a curiosity that I enjoy. I guess we don't really have to really talk so too much the, about that one. If is there yeah. anything thematically about that title? Um, only, only just that. Like we're now dealing. Like once again, if if Trent's coming from a different persona when he sings in his, I'll say quote Bowie voice, you know, maybe we're now dealing with this kind of detached person that's watching. It's not the the uh, animalistic humans killing each other, but it's somebody watching it from a distance, and maybe that's just that's what the title refers to. I have no idea, but I am really not sure. That, or maybe it's just a yeah, good song. That's title. Where my, my mind went on that one. Yeah. Um, or just kind of feeling like, yeah, I don't have much, uh, you guys, have, you from, guys from all the assholes in our everyday life, I think is a, a common feeling that I know all three of us can definitely <laughs> uh, relate to. What are you talking about, man? The, up here in the state of Jefferson. <laughs> I'm I glad am, you uh, found your home. Finally though, Steve, I'm, I am in lock step, brother. <laughs> Maybe this basement is the great 51st state. It's true, man. Oh, that's great. Any, anything goes in your basement. True. The yeah. We take is regulated, and we, we feel that a free state will cure that. Yeah, no, this, this, the song's fine. I, I, I don't know really what to say about it. But, that's uh, fine. I wouldn't miss it if it wasn't here. But I'm glad that you, I am glad, I'm happy when my friends are happy. 
So. All right, well, let's close out the, this uh, Bad Witch with the last track, which is Over and Out. So that was, for whatever reason, I refer to this song as a magic trick. And I don't know what I mean by that, but when the first time I heard it, I thought I knew what I was in getting ready for, and I got something uh, different enough to where I was pleasantly surprised, and I simply adore this song. Yeah, it's, it's That's my cool. opening thoughts. It starts out with a drum beat that sounds like, it's very simple for Nine Inch Nails. It sounds like it could be something off of How to Destroy Angels, even. That, that bass line and drum beat sounds almost like 1980, like yeah. 80s hip-hop or there's something. Yeah, like like. there's a drum beat, a bass line, and then like this uh, sonar, like, like in the background. Um, and he, uh, I, there's some lyrical themes about lack of free will that come up in the song. And he has been interviewed about this specific song. And he said, what's going through my mind when I wrote Over and Out is I've, Read a lot of people suggesting that Nine Inch Nails, this is the end of Nine Inch Nails, but not unless one of us drops dead. It isn't the plan for us to end now. We feel particularly energized. But I think, though, I don't know if that was what the song was about or that's just he made the song. People thought that that meant the. Yeah, I think that's what it was. People thought that over and out meant it was the end of Nine Inch Nails. And he's saying, no, 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 that's not the case. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know if they would be that if they would be that yeah, literal. No, they would not be. So, anyways, yeah, song's not about that, but that's how people took it, and that's Trent's reaction to that. So, I mean, I wouldn't if it was the very last song. If it ended up being the very last Nine Inch Nails song, I guess I would be okay with it. Um, to take it literally. so and thematically in terms of uh, this LP and or the whole trilogy I think um, if you kind of go into a narrative sense um, this does loop back to branches and bones um, feels like I've been here before yeah I don't know anymore yeah and I don't care anymore feels like I've been here before that's from branches and bones right um, so there is, seems to be like a little bit of a callback um, of I didn't Time make is that running connection. out. I don't know what I'm waiting for. Time is running out. 
Um, I mean, yeah, it's kind of like it's 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 kind of like summing up all, all the themes. And I mean, I think an argument could be made. Let me put it that way: an argument could be made that he's summing up the themes of all the EPs, all the all the songs, ca- calling it back to like his own kind of simulated reality of 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 uh, not the actual events to the global simulated reality of ad violence and um and then the reality of that witch is that maybe we'll never evolve and uh time's running out and it is kind of like a very human not i want very trent reaction to that well the you know things are fucked and i would things are fucked and maybe this is like that one little time where he's like maybe not trying to take things for granted and it's uh i don't know it's a kind of a cool moment i would say that this vocal style is not just a david bowie but it kind of reminds me a little bit of even peter murphy yeah um, i think it's fair yeah 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 i can see that um this is my favorite song off the album um it's a good closing track um I do like what's going on atmospherically with the music. I love the singing style. Um, it's a long song. It's uh, almost comes in at eight minutes. It 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 has a great intro. That that intro that intro almost brings a tear to my eye at one point where there's the there's that like walking down the street kind of strutting uh, opening, and then it it uh, it kind of descends into a mystical moment where there's this well almost like a wind chime effect kind of going yeah. on up until that point where the time is running out vocal mm-hmm. steps in and they draw out that mid wind chime section for yeah. a while there and it's just really this peaceful and strange right and uh, that's, a, that's that's where my head was I, too I, there's I, kind of like a moment of um yeah of this detached persona kind of like taking it in and trying not to take the things that were good for granted because there's not a lot good anymore. And it's, it's kind of, yeah. Anyways, I, I, I was right there with you. You see, I'm a, as, as always, I think I'm a little bit more literal about the lyrics on this one. I think it could just be about the guy like realizing he's getting old yeah, and he's, he's doing the same stuff that, you know, he's making more music. Well, no, I think that, I, I think that's that all that all lines up. I mean, I think you're yeah, yeah. I think you're right. It could be two and, things. It could be both and, things. And I think you're right. And I think part of I mean, just part of Trent is like, yeah, he's made this story about humans becoming cavemen again. But but really, that's him being old Trent looking at the world and it's fucked up and he's got a couple maybe good things. And that's what he's going to focus on for this song. I don't know. No, but but Eric, what I'm saying is that maybe he's just an old guy that wants to keep making more music. Yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. All right. Yeah. What is, what is a, I've always been, he should. Oh yes. Trent, if you're listening, uh, I've always been 10 years ahead of you. What's that? I don't know. I've been killing myself on that. I do not know what that means. Mark, do you have any theories on that? I mean, God, I hate to be sounding like it's right there in front of us, but I mean, it's always been said that Bowie's always been, you know, ahead of his time. And I don't know if that's just a kind of a representation and a nod. Um, I just don't want to make everything about Bowie on this record, though. That's yeah, the sure. thing. 
Couldn't it just be Trent saying the same thing about himself? Right. And I mean, like 10 years ago, well, it was more than 10 years. I was going to say like year zero was more than that. I mean, Trent has predicted the state of things before in his music. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's rubbing our noses in a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's, uh, uh, it's definitely something that, it kind of hang that line kind of hangs there. It's yeah. just uh it's it's very it's just a li- it's a little defiant. M- more defiant than a, you expect. In a song that's kind of a has a melancholy wistfulness to it. And you know? yeah, it has a real sweet heart to it. And and you almost wonder when he's saying that if it's completely changing perspectives and uh I don't know. Uh looking at the uh I don't know. I have no fucking clue what that means. I won't lie. I've racked my brain. I've tried to like say it was, oh, it was, you know, it was this. I I can't even say it because I could not make sense of it. It's Well, let's think about this. So So I think this keeps happening over and over again. Feels like I've been here before over and over again. Am I remembering you correctly over and over again? I kind of wonder if the I think this keeps happening and the over and over again is more of a call and response kind of thing. So I wonder if it's like, I think this keeps happening. Feels like I've been here before. Am I remembering you correctly? I've always been 10 years ahead of you. (laughs) And yeah. the over and over again, if you just kind of like put that to the side. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like it could be about kind of that internal conflict between um, the limited mind versus the mature mind. I don't know. And of course it very well could yeah, I be. I think, I mean, that's right. kind of where I was going. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I, that, and that's kind of like, the uh, the um, the lyrics when he's singing in his Bowie voice, I'm calling that with quotes, but like, yeah, basically the yeah. last two songs are definitely more of an enlightened mind than the first two songs, which are like, like he's going from the perspective of basal human, like just humans in their base instincts. So like that kind of would make sense that he's singing that voice. It's like, it's definitely more of the enlightened, enlightened, uh, persona, yeah, that ha- that would literally be ten years ahead, predicted these things, whatever. I don't know. It's very interesting. It's a very interesting line, and uh, I'll probably be scratching my head on that one forever. But we're somewhere in its vicinity between the three of us. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um. So that's uh, that's bad witch. Um. Oh, sure. Hold on, hold on one second. Oh, oh uh, sorry. I did want to just point out that the pace and rhythm of uh, over and out. It, I can't think of any other night Nails song. It sounds even similar to it. Can you guys? Not really. No. It seems like a very unique little individual type of song. And I, I would love for the next step of night Nails to, to be something similar. More to chill. That. A little bit more, a little bit more slow. Yeah. A little bit more slower paced. I mean, I wouldn't mind, but if, if they did, they can do whatever. Well, but I, I mean, I, it's, I, not I un- it's not uncommon for him to end his album with a, slow song but, yeah, but this, uh, this isn't like a ballad or this isn't like a true. a uh you know i don't know this is this seems a little bit less melodramatic a little bit more downbeat a little bit it's kind of like the song like at the end of the day you're exhaling and you're listening to this song uh and also that fluttering saxophone is of a beautiful beautiful saxophone yeah good song 
I hope there's only I hope his next album is only yeah. saxophone. <laughs> oh boy. Saxophones playing at the same time. That'd be great. <laughs> so Mark, you were saying I was just saying that was Bad Witch. Um what are your uh, what was your I remember we did talk about our first impressions. Uh what what's just as a reminder, what was our first impression I'll go first. of this album? Thank you. Steve. Well, like I said, uh uh God break down the door when I first heard it, I kinda thought it was nonsense. And then when I first heard the whole thing, I I really I listened to it and I was like, Okay, I know this is uh this is probably good, but I'm gonna have to listen to it and think about it. And the second time I was like, ah, I gotta listen to this again, I gotta think about it. And uh almost my first impression was like, ah, it's pretty good, but God, I don't know if it's, <laughs> I really thought, you know, I don't know if this is necessary. And, uh, over time it's, I felt like each song kind of clicked into place for me to where I got what they were trying to do. And I appreciate it now. And I know we say, we say that about a lot of the records, I guess, is that you don't like them as much as you end up, you know, loving them. I don't know if I love this album, but, uh, I definitely, I, I think the parts are greater than the sum, but those parts are pretty awesome. And uh, but back to your point, Mark, when I first heard it, I actually was like, huh, so we're going to this. This is how the uh, trilogy ends. eh? OK, but uh, I came around. I mean, um, so go ahead and give your final ranking on this or final. Um, uh, so I'm going to be uh, rating on this one there. I'll probably give it a. A six point seven five. Hmm. I, I want to rank it higher, right, but interesting. I, I, Eric, what do you I got? check out for too much of it. So, Mark, Mark, yeah. why don't you why don't, why don't you go next, Mark? Yeah. Eric, first. Okay, no problem. So, first impressions. Um, it kind of echoes what Steve said. Um, it was one of those things that I did a quick run through um, because we were recording during this time. I didn't want to really dive deep, so I think I listened to it maybe like twice and just kind of put it aside. Um, it didn't, nothing really stuck with me. Um, I always, I thought it was interesting and curious, but I didn't really love anything off of it. Um, and then when I actually got to this, I've just been listening to it nonstop. Um, and I still can't crack the code. Um, there's nothing that for me really resonates and I almost, said the same thing. So this is how the whole thing kind of wraps up. So at the end of the day, I would have to probably mm. rate this a oh, five out of nine. Um, it's a challenging record. Um, it's uh, it, I, I appreciate and respect that it's there. Um, but for a personal attachment, I don't have anything really personally mm. attached to this record. It's, so yeah, All right. that's what's what I got, Eric. Uh, okay, so yeah. my first impressions were very high. I was primed. I, we were doing the podcast, and I knew that I would only be able to hear it once, maybe twice, and then we had to put it in the shelf because we were listening to it method. So, um, and I don't know if it was just the right moment or what it was. I had headphones on, but I was I was taken from bat from uh, shit mirror from the beginning, uh, and. I think the whole album fits a theme perfectly. As far as the three EPs go, this one fits the theme the best. Like as far as planning goes, 
I think it tells the story the best. I think the the consistency in the sound is the best. It doesn't have the high highs of Ad Violence, but it has more consistency. It tells a better story. It's very nihilistic. I don't know if I personally am as uh, dismal as Trent is, but I do appreciate what he's trying to say. And I think in my darkest moments, I relate to what he's trying to say. Uh, fuck, I, I really like this album. I I, 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 I think it's fantastic. Um, and I would, I don't have necessarily this nostalgia connection to it. I, and I don't know if I will, that I have the downward spiral. But as far as a, as a, as far as executing what they wanted to execute, I would give this an 8.5 out of nine, nine nails. I love the fucking album. It's very, it's, it's, I like the direction. I like the sound. Uh, if that's where they're going, I'm excited for it. If it's a one-off, I lo- I'm excited for it. It's great. I mean, that's, that's really interesting because I, I mean, I, I respect it. I would never say that. Wow, Eric, that's rated awfully high. Uh, from what I understand, the reason there was such a delay between ad violence and this one is that they really couldn't figure out. They kept kind of repeating some of the same sort of sounds and uh, themes from the first two EPs. And so they pretty much just trashed yeah. it and started all over again. Um, so I do appreciate them taking a detour. Um, and I do like the fact that it did resonate with you. Um, I just thought it was a little too esoteric and um, a little disjointed for me to really get. And I would actually like, if I had a hill to die on, I would say that it's not disjointed. I would say this one has a theme. It sticks to the theme. Every song has a sound that connects to a sound from another song. I would say it's not disjointed, but maybe it doesn't have, it does not have any high highs, but it has a really solid, a really solid greatness to it. I mean, when I say disjointed, it's not so much like, oh, it's, you know, I just think that when one song, when I, when I hear disjointed, I think, I think when I hear disjointed, I think it's like poorly planned and like, you've got a song, you know, I, you got a dance song and you got a, you know, every song kind of fits a pastiche on this album. So for me, when I say disjointed, I think every, in every individual tracks has its moments but then it gets frustrating for me that it doesn't stay with those mm. moments yeah, or it's... build on those moments. It just goes into a different path. That Man, like how I said, like, the first uh, track ends right when I think it's really, uh, getting, you know, getting ready to blast in the space, you know? And, and also I think, I, I think, right. Yeah. I mentioned yeah. this on one of the more recent episodes that like with the slip, I felt like the slip had a lot of parts that felt tossed off. I still think that sometimes Trent Reznor's, Man, the guy, the guy, he's not taking, he doesn't need to take five years to make albums for God's sakes, like he used to, but I can definitely tell there are moments where I get the impression he says good enough and he just goes on to the next track. I, I, I'm sure that that's an asshole thing of me to say, but. I didn't, yeah, I didn't get that one from this one. I really do feel like this, they had a theme for this one and every track 
it's executed the way they wanted it. So to go back to my original trilogy question before we got into it, um, let's rank the trilogy, just the trilogy of EPs. So Eric, go ahead. Uh, I would say, oh, I I would say if you need more time, uh, I can in I reverse can, order three two three two one three two one. Okay, yeah. I would say I would say the highs on Ad Valance are higher than Bad Witch, and so part of me wants to say two three th- three one, but I but the thematically this is the most seamless. For so, me, this is anyways. bringing up the rear. This is ad violence, not the actual events, and then that yeah, which the, the same. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't talk at all on this album. He doesn't talk. There's no. There's no beat poetry on this bad boy. He sings he all the songs. <laughs> well, that's not the unfortunate. Right, well, that's yeah, enough. that's not my Achilles heel like it is for you though. So, <laughs> um, I'm a big cake fan. Um, uh, I, I'm I'm two two one three, yeah. but I think Mark, did you give it a you gave it like a five? Yeah, I like I like it a little more than Mark. I think though that there I I could take I could tra- it's funny that, that Mark didn't like track too much. I could take track track two and the final track bring up the album quite a bit for me though. They I just uh, I really like those songs a lot. I think that overall, I think if you combine all three of these together. And I don't know if they are supposed to be listened to this way, but we all did when they all yeah. came out. I think they, they go, as we said before, they go great together. And I think that Bad Witch sounds better listened to with the other oh, two totally. EPs. I think that's part, probably why I, I like it too. Is it feels like a great. Yeah, I think, I think, I think that, I think, I think that I just, for whatever reason, I think it, it works much better that way. Um, I think the songs sound stronger when they're, uh, have the other songs preceding them from the other. I totally agree. Yeah. And I think that, and I think the last track hits harder when it's after all those other songs. No, I think that what he's talking about in it is way stronger when you compare it to the themes of ad violence and then not the actual events, because he's kind of building up. I see like then just, just flushing humans down the toilet, which is that, which is all about. Yeah, now thematically, I don't know if there's a some a storyline. There's there not a storyline, but there's but but on. it's like it's like a zoom lens on a camera, right? It, the first one's him. Yeah. The next one's like society, and then this last one is uh, great. Um, uh, and you all suck. Yeah. Uh, goodbye, kind of thing. I get it. Yeah. I get what you're saying there. Um, yeah. No, but. Uh, I think overall the, the, the trilogy experiment was a success. Um, it might not have been, it might not have been as planned as he, who knows who gives a shit if it's planned or not. I think all three of those together sound. I do think I, but I do think bad, Witch is is the most cohesive of the bunch. I, I, I think ad violence and not the actual events are more disjointed actually, as far as like, uh, jumping from style to style and sound to sound. I feel like that bad witch I mean, stands, in, a, stands about, in its own just, palette the whole time. We just talked yeah. about ad violence last week and we talked about how the it's better. It's better than not the actual events. It's way better as oh, far as just, cohesiveness I, goes. But I think this is the uh, creme de la creme of cohesiveness. I feel like ad violence hangs together better, but uh, that's not, it's not a, it's not an issue. We're not, we're not going to fight. It's not fine. Tonight. It's fine. Not again. It's a, well, we should, we will, we will, we will uh, go ahead and advertise a, a UFC fight between you and me 
uh, over the yeah. better of the. Uh, and I can think of much but better arguments. That's. Uh, I'm. I'm glad there was a little bit of crossfire on this episode. Uh, it's always fun for for me and for the listeners when we all aren't in lockstep with one another. I appreciate. That. Right. If everybody agree, if everybody agrees, right. there's no point to doing to ever talking. So. That's right. That's um, right. So with that, I guess we can close this out. Um, and uh, thanks again for listening all throughout our um, Halo series. I can't believe we've Holy done shit. all of these now. We've done them all. Think about this. Every remix, every remix, every cover song, every soundtrack appearance, every Halo, it's every single. Insane. It's the only time uh, the only time we it's cheated been, was uh, what cheated was on uh, ghosts and then those damn soundtracks. Yeah. And but even still, we we gave them hours of discussion. They're yeah, they're, yeah. They're I, I think people are more grateful that we <laughs> didn't talk about the scores track by yeah. track. I, well, <laughs> I think we until, did them a until they're paying that yeah. Patreon, they can listen to whatever we want to talk about. Right. So, of course, uh Give us your feedback. You know where to find us, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Uh, we always appreciate. And of course, iTunes reviews is always helpful. Um, so with that, our... Oh, yeah. iTunes reviews. Yep. Our last uh, episode of Pod Like a Hole until maybe Trent and Atticus or Nine Inch Nails or anything else release another thing that we can talk about. We'll circle back but the next episode we're just going to uh, kind of wrap this whole thing up and uh, maybe potentially talk about the future of the three of us and uh, other than that um, thanks guys for your time anything else you guys want to add before we close it out no I, I, I look forward to uh, getting back together for that reunion of uh, exotic birds that's uh, on the horizon I've heard about absolutely <laughs> no you no. really because Eric already got his ticket paid it. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Eric, 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 Eric right. picked up a fourth hey. job again. You know, guy, he was this yeah. close to getting out. Yeah. Then he had, he had to get money for the exotic bird show. Oh, but not exotic birds. But if you go on YouTube, Lucky Pierre, which was Prick and Nine Inch Nails before Nine Inch Nails, is actually a really good listen. I do recommend it. I just there found it recently. Anyways, uh, Mark, I know you have a catchphrase that you uh-huh. usually do at the end, but because you're going to Disneyland uh, next week, I thought I would say that. Thank uh, you know, say you know, hope we brought you closer to Garsh. <laughs> oh God! Uh, Eric, how long? How how many days ago did you come up? This afternoon, that? but okay. <laughs> I think I remember seeing a goofy meme on that. But, uh, well, folks, we hope we brought you closer to... Gorsh! (laughs) All right. That's enough of that. All right. Closer to pot. Bye-bye. Bye.